And we are back with another episode of the Starter Allowance Podcast. My name is Andrew Grismore. It is November 5th, late on this Thursday, and we've got a Breeders' Cup Friday preview for you all. I'm going to keep the intro short. We're going to hop right into our handicapping session. We're going to keep pumping out some episodes as we go forward here, but everybody kick back and enjoy. We've got Al from the Stewcast. We've got Ryan Dickey. Let's check out this handicapping show. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the handicapping portion of the show. We've got the usual suspects from around the turn back at it, although we don't have a moderator this week. We're going to do something still pretty similar. We've got Al, we've got Ryan Dickey, and um, we're going to around the Hornet without that moderator. So what that means is that we're going to give you our picks. We're going to keep it somewhat short and sweet here, considering we are going to go over the five Juvenile Breeders' Cup races for Friday, and we cannot pick that same horse. So we have to give those strong opinions, and if the horse that we like gets taken, well, we better have another opinion somewhere else and be able to make a case. So this week, it'll be up to you, the audience, to decide who the winner is. But let's go ahead and get started with the first Breeders' Cup race the first one on Friday is race number six at Keeneland. It is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. And since I'm giving the intro, I get to pick who goes first. And I'm going to give it to Ryan Dickey. All right. Full disclosure, my pick in this race will not be the eight to five morning line favorite Golden Pal who's on the outside. Full disclosure. Full. The- <laughs> yep, full, absolutely full. This is a heart and not a head pick. Going with number seven, Momos from the Iron Horse Racing Barn with Christoph Clement, the trainer, Manny Franco in the irons, Momos with blinkers on. He's got blazing speed. He's going to show it. He's only going five and a half furlongs. He's your winner. Breeders' Cup winner for Iron Horse Racing, Momos. 15 to 1 morning line. He might even drift up. I'll take it. I'll take 20 to 1 on the winner. I'm done. Oh, wow. 20 to 1 on Momos. I, I, I guess that's a possibility. Uh, Stu from the Stewcast, give us some thoughts. Here's my first one. I'm pretty fucking hammered. that is called prepping thursday night for the breeders cup the right way uh listeners please pay attention because this is how you win horse races you get drunk (laughs) and handicapped the night before take her away that's pretty much it uh okay so i i thought i thought we were starting on race five and I didn't realize until you were like in the middle of speaking and I didn't see golden pal in race five, that it's actually race six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you come back to me? <laughs> the, <laughs> the Tito's is really whispering yeah. in his ear that race five starts us off. The sequence. I was just going to say this <laughs> handicap and selection brought to you by Tito's. <laughs> It's delicious. It's from Austin. 
Yep. Where Matthew McConaughey choice of my girlfriend. So well done. All right. All right. (laughs) All right. You know what? I'll take over since uh, our. I got a pick. I got a pick. (laughs) I just need a second. The pick is in. Please hold. All right. Okay. So I'm a big Letter Kenny fan, and smart people like Ryan Dickey are also Letter Kenny fans. And I love the dirty dangles, <laughs> sick dangles, sellies, snipes. Dirty dangle is actually when you uh, when you look at the replay of the, this race, one on synth, one on turf, sprinting. I think these five and a half furlong turf sprints, you, like just weird things happen. In them. Did you say Furta? For the boys, <laughs> um, I, I just think weird shit happens in turf sprints. They're hard as hell to take any kind of price in. So I, you know, I look at this one. It galloped out a ton in that race. Looked like it was comfortable as hell. Like, granted, it's a you know a two year old stake race at Woodbine. It's not going to set the world on fire. But I, you know, Mark Cassie and Tyler Gaffleon. This is a pretty good combo. I think there's a lot there. This horse looks like it could be anything. 20 to 1 morning line, you'll probably get that and then some. I'm going to go with uh, Dirty Dangle. I thought you were going to take CJ's horse. Uh, I do love Amanzi Impilo. I think that's a cool horse. I think she's interesting, but... um, Yeah, no. Uh, That's not where I went. That's not where I'm going to go. I think that the horse that's been the most disrespected out of the entire field and actually soundly defeated Ryan Dickey's choice. I know it's a homer pick, but still soundly defeated Momos is second of July. I think that uh, golden Powell's going to probably have to send from the outside. You know, Momos is going to be flying. There's plenty of other speed in here. Uh, Stu's pick is going to be left dangling behind everybody. Not going to make up any ground with that Philly. I'm going with the disrespected gelding, 2nd of July, one twice, coming from behind, going to take advantage of the pace scenario. You look at the ROI numbers, and they're just popping off the page. 8-1, to one, I think, might actually drift higher as well getting disrespected again i mean 68 to one first time out 15 to one second time out won both of them uh give me this horse at any kind of price 10 to one i'd be happy to uh play this one and, and just take my chances and go against the favorite in here can i give some breeders cup bonus content for sure two horses to use underneath in this race obviously you're using momos on top <laughs> Uh, number three, Lipizzaner for ice cold in America, Aiden O'Brien, Ryan Moore, 20 to one on the morning line will probably be bet down a little bit, but you're going to get huge value on the number three Lipizzaner. Uh, he won going six furlongs on a soft turf at Doncaster last out. Uh, that was 13 days ago. He's primed. He's ready. He's going to probably finish second. Uh, and the number five Cowan. Uh, eight to one on the morning line for Asmussen Santana aboard. This one uh, came in second to Bodenheimer, who I think is a good, 
good cho- good choice to use on top also. Um, yeah, use those underneath, the three and the five. Yeah, I actually, like, I, I'm really contemplating dutching some exactos with the five, seven, 12, and 14. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Those uh, those Cantharos babies sprinting on the yep. turf, you do gotta have to, you gotta watch yep. out for those. But uh, that being said, you know, <laughs> these big fields, there's so many options. Uh, I'm giving myself the point for that one. Hey, I become the moderator. What do you want from me? Sounds, so. sounds good. You can have it. <laughs> so let's you move on. Shove to- it up your ass like the <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Well then, uh, I guess he gets angry when he's drinking. We're going to move on to race number seven. It is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. So we're looking at a mile on the grass. Let's start off with Mr. Drunky himself. Why don't you go first, Al? You know, it was about nine o'clock tonight. The kids were put in the bed. I looked at the clock. I said to my old lady, I said, hey, we got, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you want to, and she turned me down. And I'm starting to think that if I had a Cadillac, she wouldn't have. And that's where <laughs> I'm landing here. I like me some Cadillac. She did turn me down. It, it kind of sucks. So. What a setup. <laughs> yeah, that's that's called a tease in the industry. Um, no, it's I, not. I, you you want to know what a tease is in this industry? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. That's a stunt, a stunt cock. Yeah, uh, he's in the same situation as you. It's it's like Dusty Rhodes said. It's hard times, Daddy. Uh, yeah, Cadillac. I'm. Um, I know uh, Harrington. I think this is uh, her first race. Correct or like her first Breeders' Cup. Ryan, you're much more in tune with these things than I am. I don't think so. I think she might have had one last year, last year but who knows? Yeah, well, it's real early. Sure. Um, I like Leopardstown form, and this one won that uh, a grade two at Leopardstown pretty easily. Uh, I, I'm, really, I'm really leaning towards the Europeans. When we start going long on the turf, not so much the sprints, but I think historically I was seeing on Twitter today, I think PTF posted it, but when you start going a mile on the turf, uh, the European form really starts showing through for these breeder cups races. So uh, I'm I've, Cadillacs could be my pick here. I, I like, uh, I like this guy, the best out of the bunch coming from overseas. I think Nick luck said something similar um, I'm also interested in uh, Seal Away. Uh, this is underneath my pick is Cadillac, but Seal Away, uh, that long champ form, Breeders' Cup time, it really translates. I'm thinking back to Sudois a couple of years ago, and uh, New Mandate are going to be ones that um, I, I hook up underneath with Cadillac. Very nice. All right. Well, I'll go second here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the European, but it's gonna be one that I think again gets forgotten in this field. And those are the I think those are the kinds of horses that I'm gonna look for the most, or just the ones that get forgotten, have past form that show that they can compete. But you know, whether it be post or that recent form that 
bumps their odds up. I'm looking at the Learjet on the outside. Uh, beat Golden Pal at Ascot uh, when uh, when he was running over there. Did and you watch that race? Yeah. And that's the form you're basing this off of. Yep, I think Fair that enough. he has. <laughs> I think that he has the ability to. Uh, use and go from those shorter distances, stretch out to a mile. He's run perfectly fine on firm turf. Uh, you know, is at that graded st- group stakes level over in Europe. And I know that past form and maybe some of the replays may not be the most flattering, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that, that talent, that hidden talent that might come back out as they, he gets brought over here. So that, that's going to be my long shot play, my, around the turn play you know what's fun about the learjet is that uh it's very apropos too i think from this post position actually starting on the tarmac next to a learjet that's how far outside (laughs) the learjet is going to be starting this race off very interesting pick very wily yeah just think if you had a learjet instead of a cadillac you'd really be getting some Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's like, a, what's that cataract song? Guitar bottles in the ice. Oh, no. <laughs> Getting slizzard. <laughs> so, Ryan, which, which form of transportation is going to get you some action in the. Uh, like a race? G6. Like, a, like, yeah, go ahead. Ryan, you know, this, you've been in this, Vegas long this enough. Is, uh, this is a very difficult race. Out of all the Breeders' Cup races, this to me is one of the toughest. I do not see a North American based horse winning this race. So, we have to go to the Euros. If you're making me choose one, which you are here, I'm going to have to go with number two, new mandate, 12 to one. This is one of the horses that Al liked underneath. There's two Beckett horses in this race. Uh, They're obviously not coupled. They have different owners and it's the Breeders' Cup. They don't do coupled entries. The number 13, Devil Walla, is 30 to one in the morning line. But my good friend Candace Hare tells me, do not expect 30 to one on Devil Walla. Expect there to be plenty of action on this one as well but i'm going to go with the other one in the barn number two new mandate he's coming off of uh let's see three straight wins uh he ran a mile at new market last out new market preps uh have proven to be good preps for this breeders cup juvenile turf race in the past he has a mile under his belt he won and frankie detori is staying aboard uh i'm gonna go with new mandate 12 to 1 boom yeah, the, the horses in this race that are coming out of the grade ones in Europe are just, I mean, they're scary. So definitely, definitely something to consider. There are a few of them. I mean, of the North Americans, you got to go with that, at least from my perspective, that Kentucky Downs form. I think that that's probably where the best two-year-olds try and get pointed to. So to win there and have the best buyer in the field out of the North Americans, I like out to door, but... My goodness, this is this is a tough race, and it seems like we've got some solid European competition coming over, and uh, not to mention uh, the one coming out of a, a big win in a grade one in France. So France, we come from France. <laughs> so scary in this one, but let's go ahead and move on. I mean, if, if you can get through no, these first couple legs of the pick five. No Breeders' Cup bonus content from me, huh? Oh, you're right. You're right. Let's rewind it. Before we move on, Breeders' Cup bonus <laughs> content. 
<laughs> Content alert from Ryan. All right. Well, first of all, like I said, I, I am going to go with the number two on top. Uh, new mandate. I like the number 13, Devil Walla underneath. Hat tip, shout out, Candace Hare. Uh, go Atletico, another horse from France, 10 to 1 on the morning line, the number 12 horse. I think this is one you definitely want to look at. Um, raced at Chantilly last time, 27 days prior on October 10th, uh, Group 2 over the soft turf. I think that one's definitely one you want to use. Battleground is going to be over bet. Will definitely be uh, one of the horses that uh, sees a lot of action. I think that's an underneath horse. I don't think that's a winner. And finally, uh, Outdoor. I'm agreeing with you, uh, Andrew. I think Outdoor is definitely a horse you want to use if you're playing exotics. Al is just crushing his Tito's over there. Absolutely crushing it. <laughs> Drink like a champion today. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I Candace Hare, I feel like she's on for that that international coverage. But I swear, every time I watch TVG, I'll put it on at like two in the morning and she's on. It could be like Australia B race seven and she just goes back to back to back winners. And I'm like, why am I just not playing her late night picks? Roll damn tide. <laughs> <laughs> <Racing>. Anyway. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, race eight, which is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. So um, we're looking at the race where we have a few undefeated horses in here. We have the most controversial controversial favorite maybe in the, the Breeders' Cup races that are out there in Princess Noor. But I mean, from a buyer standpoint, she just doesn't really seem to stack up, but I have some comments on that and I'll give you those comments after I give you my top pick who is in, in this race, the number one, simply ravishing. So this is a daughter of Leoban and uh, is a New York bred and has just absolutely demolished her competition in the last couple of races. And the thing that I think is going to set her apart is the fact that she's got that early speed and she, I think, has the ability to actually get out in front of this field, even though Princess Noor has won her races on the lead as well, and uh, quite possibly just blitz this one going a mile and a 16th. She's done it before at Keeneland and won by a mile. So that's going to be my pick in here, but I'm very interested to see what you guys have to say. Mr. Tito's, you got a pick? You know, in fifth grade, I had a nickname and uh, Girl Daddy. You damn right it was, <laughs> and that's where I'm going. I knew it. <laughs> uh, this one, this one is kind of a tape play, and it's also just I think there's more here. And Dale Romans, you know, this isn't you know 1994. Uh, so I get it. Dale Romans doesn't have like the greatest hand in the world like he used to, but I like the I like this horse and Dale in Kentucky. He knows these tracks. He knows this one wants it. Joe Talamo uh, stays on board here, and I, I I feel like this one's gonna range up. The last race, huge gallop out. You can tell that this horse is moving fluidly, comfortable. 
Um, certainly is going to get no one uh, extra 16th of a mile, no problem. Closed into some really slow fractions and pulled away, took over, and just cruised uh, without problems. So Girl Daddy is really, really going to be in my play here. And I, I'm going one, three, five, and seven in here because uh, – I might press. I'm going to press the five. I think I'm going to press the five a little bit more because I think the five is going to win. But I'm going to use these four in a pick three because I've got a doozy coming up. Did you drink Tito's in fifth grade? Is that how you came out this way? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I guess since Andrew took my top pick and Al went with his nickname. I'm going to go with my new nickname since I'm unemployed. Dipshit. Uh, (laughs) Dipshit is not running in this race. Day out of the office. Every day is a day out of the office for me. The number three, you know, trainer Tim Ham, your big Breeders' Cup uh, stalwart. This horse has been training at Thistledown. This horse has been winning grade one races in the Frisette. Now, the only problem about the Frisette, it's a one-mile grade one race however it is a one turn grade one one mile race because it's at belmont uh but she also won the schuylerville at saratoga going six furlongs and she won by six impressive lengths i think this one is your your top contender after number one simply ravishing and i am dead set against princess Noor, so that's probably your winner and since it's only a seven horse field there is no breeders cup bonus content for me uh, I'm going with the three here, although I like the one better. So how how angry is Al going to be when Princess Noor comes out and romps and runs like a 95? Not at all. I'm using the seven. You're using the seven. He's how, I may even use two as a, like a deep backup, but no, I want to be alive to, to the race coming up here. I just want you to be alive. <laughs> Well, me too. I'm gonna go get some dip. You, you idiots, move us along. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's. Since there is no bonus content, but I'm hoping for some in this next one. I mean, I need some insider help on this one. This was probably my my toughest race out of the sequence to to pick one in here. And with that, we're gonna let Ryan take the first stab, and then uh, wait for that bonus content at the end. I got my I got my dip, guys. Oh, good. Very good. I'm glad you're back because we didn't want you to miss our picks because then you wouldn't have known who not to choose out of this field of 14 juvenile Philly turfers. Ryan, I love you. I I love you too. I love you too. I miss miss your scent. I miss your musk. Uh, A lot of people are liking. Yeah, apparently. A lot of people uh, are talking about the number 10 Campanelle, and I do believe that is one that that, that deserves some some talk for me once again i'm going to number three with a 12 to one shot i'm going with alda for h graham motion with johnny v in the saddle this one did not win last out in the grade one natalma at woodbine however did win a stakes race at woodbine two back uh going six and a half furlongs on a firm turf i do believe the turf's going to be firm here and while in the Breeders' Cup juvenile turf, I think it's all Europeans. I think we're going to go North American here. And I think the number three, Alda, has the best value. There's a couple of horses in here I think can win. But I'm going to make my pick number three, Alda. 
Al. You get your dip going? You got your drink going? Yeah, you okay I, over there? No, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm feeling all right. I'm getting that nicotine buzz right now. That's on right. late. You got to lay it, layer it on top of the buzz from alcohol. You layer that nicotine. And then like, you know, since you're down in Florida, you could just throw some bath salts on there and get it real weird. <laughs> some um, pills. Just, some just a pills. disclaimer, the Star Allowance podcast does not condone any of Stu's activities, especially the bath salts. Although I may have some in my bathtub. <laughs> I bet you do. Uh, I'm going Campanelle. Uh, two reasons. One, Marshall Sterling has been telling me for like a week and a half that he's going, I'm going all in on this one. I'm going all in. So uh, I like terrible, that. That was a terrible impersonation. It's kind of like a Cartman. I don't know. It sounded better in my mind. <laughs> it, uh, this one can just flat out run. Uh I love the fact that Frankie's on. This one wins at Ascot, wins at Dovey. The class, the the fluidity in motion here. This horse is just a, uh, it's a goddamn athlete. And uh, I'm I'm gonna take that. I doubt you get four to one. I'd be happy to take four to one. Um, uh, there's a couple others I'd use. Uh, Grand Motion is fucking atrocious when it comes to the Breeders' Cup sharing excluded. Uh, I, I, I kind of like Plum Ali, Aunt Pearl. Um, it was really hard for me to find uh, some prices in here that I could really get behind. So I'm going to lean on those three and uh, get to the next one. Yeah, that was very, uh, that was very coherent and <laughs> very good. <laughs> I liked it. What'd you say about my mother, bitch? I <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Hey, can we talk for a second? No, we we've talk? already done it. We've done enough talking. Look at what Andrew's wearing. He's wearing a Five Guys shirt. Do you work at Five Guys, Andrew? Yeah, that's my. That's actually my second job. You work at Five Guys? Yeah. And you're just bumping the shirt? How long ago did you get home from work? Well... I did the day shift today, so I smell like burger grease, and I kept getting yelled at for undercooking the fries. And with that, I'm going to go with Aunt Pearl as my pick in this race. I think that she is by far the best North American. I thought about going with Spanish Love Affair just because she came in second to, I think, who's the best and with the ability to improve. At least we're getting some odds. I hate to take a three-to-one shot in here, but, man, I... I don't have a super strong opinion other than I think Aunt Pearl's the best, uh, the best of this division in the United States. Plum Ali beat Caldi, who didn't come back to run all that great. Editor at large, again, came behind her. So I'm not a big fan of them. Uh, if I have to lean on a shorter price horse, I'm going to do it with Aunt Pearl in this race. So you come home from work. And you're like, I'm just going to bask in my burger grease smell and my five guys shirt. I'm just going to bump that. You just don't have any time to take a shower. Well, in reality, I don't work at five guys, but I do. Then wear why the are you shirt. wearing a five oh, guys shirt? You had me, you had me completely fooled. <laughs> I mean, with how much money's going out on that horse, I would, I, I figured, oh, he's got to pick up a second job. I mean, that's okay. It is what it the is. The bills are getting a little. <laughs> I bet they are. 
<laughs> you're wearing five guys t-shirts and you don't even work there like that's that's insane man how many school shirts do you wear that you've never even visited i bet on these teams <laughs> i gotta support them boston college is laying 13 and a half to that that dumpster fire in syracuse at least i've been to five guys everybody's been to five guys <laughs> that's nothing special Oh, That's it ain't like, special. When you order a, a regular fry, you get enough fries to feed hey, a small. What, what, hey, yeah, what, it, hey it Al, is. when's the last time you were in Baton Rouge? Hey, look, uh, man. I <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what. That's a collector's item. And yes, I'm an LSU fan. I bump good football. Hey, I got a lot of money on your uh, – Oh, the the crocodiles. I got a lot of money on the crocodiles this weekend. <laughs> the boys of old Florida, we always try and come through for you, Al. We always do. The hell you bonus? do? I had Missouri last week and y'all screwed me. Are you ready for bonus? What bonus can I say? Content? Bonus content. And then we go to the big one. You're wearing a Burger King shirt. Is that the bonus? <laughs> I am not wearing a Burger King shirt. <laughs> I, would rock, I would rock one, though. That would be awesome. Okay, so listen, here's the thing is Campanelle, I believe, was a very good choice. I think that that horse. Okay, so earlier I said there's a lot of people picking that horse, so it's going to be kind of a popular pick. Doesn't mean that horse is not going to win. I, I think that's a solid choice. Um, I do believe that Aunt Pearl, the number five, uh, will be on the front, on the engine, and will be the post-time favorite by a lot, I think. I think a lot of people are going to bet on Aunt Pearl. Um, also on the front will be Royal, not Royal, yeah, Royal Approval, the number 11. And there have been some complaints about the morning line odds for some of these horses uh, in, in the Breeders' Cup. But in this race, I think number eight, Mother Earth, should not be 20 to one. It will be 10 to one, at least at least half of what it is on the morning line. And I think that's one that you want to use underneath. Aiden O'Brien, once again, really cold on this side of the pond, but I do believe he's got some horses that can get the job done. Mother Earth underneath for me. And the number nine, we're going to say Madoni or Mad One. Uh, I think that one with Flavor and Pratt, that's going to be a really, really live horse to use underneath. So eight, nine, 10 underneath of the number um, three for me. And then just for shites and geigles, we're going to throw number two, Miss Amulet in 12 to one, Julian Leparu. And that's all the bonus content we have, folks. We're, we're so privileged to have the Breeders' Cup bonus content man on our show. Thanks, thanks for all the updates. I hope we get one more solid insider update here on our final race where I think that we're going to have the biggest favorite of the sequence. I've got, I've got an insider update for this race as well. Oh, this good. is devastating. Devastating news. No. The, the town drunk has an insider update. We got to hear it, but we'll get to it in just a moment because I'm going first. <laughs> and I'm choosing Jackie's warrior. This horse I, I just, I keep looking at this race. I scroll up and down. I scroll up and down through the PPs. And I've watched all of his races, betting him at three to one. And then at what, at two to one, it's just been, it's been easy money. It's, it's, 
he was so much better than reinvestment risk in uh, the hopeful. And reinvestment risk is still supposed to be his, his top competition in here, or at least one of them, I guess, slightly behind essential quality. I, I know he's got to stretch out a little bit more, but I don't see why he can't. I was against the favorite in this race last year. It, it paid off quite a bit, but I don't know how I can go away from Jackie's warrior in this one. So hopefully you guys can change my mind because I don't want to play him. So what do you think? What do we got? Ryan. Should I, should I go first since uh, he's got the inside scoop here? Yep. All right. I do believe that there is one horse in this race who can beat Jackie's warrior. And I think it's the number five essential quality. However, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. My pick here is the number 10 at 30 to one on the morning line. Going to be sent out like a shot. Dreamer's disease. David Cohen in the saddle for Robertino Diodoro, who's going to do an outstanding training job here and have this one ready to go gate to wire dreamers disease 30 to one mark it down that was pretty ow. convincing ow so here's my big play and i'll tell you offline sorry to the listeners i'll tell you guys offline why I feel this way, but Jackie's warrior, Jackie's warrior is absolutely positively not making it anywhere on my ticket. And I'm playing the exacted two, not even going to sniff it. You watch that race, Jackie's warrior switching leads left and right, uh, beat up on a F field. Um, I like quite a few horses, quite a few prices. That 10 is interesting. Um, I, I agree with you, Ryan, that Essential Quality has a really good shot. Oh, which one do I want to use? You know, Dennis's if moment. Calibrate... You want, if use, ca- <laughs> you want to use Dennis's moment. <laughs> so I have five in this race. Okay. But if Calibrate... Calibrate would be my my the one I would pick, uh, but Calibrate is uh, starting in the same gate that Learjet is starting in, and isn't even in the in the field when it starts. So that's a bummer. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go weird here. Likable Todd Pletcher, Johnny V. That last race at Belmont, I know it's a maiden. That that was impressive. And I think this horse can rate, showed that ability in its first start out, was able to rate at Saratoga. I think this one can put it together. Todd P, Johnny V, they've won a few races, 15 to one. I'm going to be playing that one along with four others in exactas uh, and in the late pick three. And I'm going to toss Jackie's warrior and hope I uh, can catch a price. I'm trying the Andrew Grismore theory here. Nice. The, the reason I brought up Dennis's moment is remember last year when we came to the Breeders' Cup, it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to win and he was going to be the Kentucky Derby favorite. You remember. Yeah. You remember. Jackie's warrior, 
not getting it done. It's a good horse. Jackie's sure. Warrior is good. I just – I look at it, that race, like, literally, when you go watch at the turn, when they're heading down the stretch and at the turn, this one is just left and right, switching the leads. And you can make that when you're just not facing anybody. Are, you, are uh, we going to get 30 to 1 on the other Diodoro? The keep keep me in mind, the six. I thought that's who you're gonna go with, Ryan, but yeah. I have the six on my ticket. Uh, I, I I don't like this one's chances as much, partly because that trainer is well, I don't want to get you sued, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> he's gonna do an outstanding job, right? Yeah, he's he he's he's training hard. And uh and then we had the uh, the Trip Note Pro Special sitting on go. I have sitting on go well. in here too. I mean, this one sitting on go too. I mean, Corey Lannery in Kentucky. I always upgrade a Corey Lannery horse uh, in this one too. If you think there's going to be speed, sitting on go has to be on your ticket. I mean, I was I was I was trying to figure out between the four and the nine who I would lean on in here as my pick. Uh, I went with the four because of the price and think it has a little bit more talent than sitting on go, but this one is a Tyler Hoffman special and on sitting on go from my show a few months back. And uh, yeah, I guess, you know, has to be considered now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you leave the, the, the six out of your exactas and tries, you're just absolutely nuts because there's gonna be speed in here. I mean, there's horses that have all one just going to the lead, and that's it. And that's pretty much how Jackie's Warrior has done it too. So I can't imagine the strategy is going to change that much. The thing is that Jackie's Warrior, I mean, fast horses have tried to go with him, like Momos, who's going to be in the in the sprint. Ryan's Homer pick. He <laughs> tried to keep up with him. But he just couldn't. Like, he legit could not keep up with this horse. Jackie's Warrior is so fast early. So fast. I just don't – I I don't know. I don't know how any of these horses are going to keep up with them. And if they try, he's either going to turn them away and be winning by a mile in here. Or if he just – if this is the race where he decides to get tired in that final eighth of a mile – uh, then the whole thing's coming up and falling apart and is going to be in shambles. And then, you know, I think that there's a good chance if it does fall apart, that sitting on go or keep me in mind, have the possibility of winning it. I, I think Jackie's word is going to catch a lot of slack up front, man. I, I think this one is going to be very fast. Uh, and they're not going to let, they're not going to let Jackie's word just get to the front and cruise. Now maybe Jackie's word is just so fast. That extra 16th of a mile, though. I if don't he, know. If Jackie's Warrior is This is a two-turn race, lead, too. If, and Jackie Warrior hasn't hasn't gone two turns yet. If Jackie's Warrior is not on the lead in this race after the first eighth of a mile, after the... Uh, I... Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> first two-turn race, happy. brother. <laughs> I think he's going to be on the front. I really do. But I think, hopefully I think Ryan's Dreamer's Bomber. Dreamer's Disease is going to push him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I. Hey, if yours gets out in front, who knows what's going to happen? You know, because he he hasn't seen the back. He hasn't seen the butt of a horse 
since like the first break of his first race that, that and he just goes i don't know i think he's just way faster than a lot of these but we'll see what happens i'm going to box in exactas and trifectas the number three reinvestment risk number five essential quality number nine sitting on go and number 10 dreamers disease no jackie's warrior for me i like it go big or go home they say hey the pick four paid ten thousand dollars after beating the favorite in the, the juvenile last year so um all kinds of possibilities here well i i've got a little tease a little teaser not again this is like your third one tonight you start off with your wife yeah well we've already talked about that we're we're doing marriage counseling and it's a thing we're working through so thanks for bringing that up man that's a real dick move anyway tyler hoffman my good friend trip no pros we were talking about saturday and if you go Trip no pros. We we talk about it all the time. It's a fantastic product. Helps helps you with some of these replays. We can't watch 300 races. Well, maybe Andrew can because he's wearing five guys t-shirts. So that tells you all you need to know about where his life's at. I'm but hard for the correlation. But go ahead. It's it's a you know you judge a book by its cover. Anyway, there you go. There you go. Um, he said Saturday. The turf sprint. If you buy Saturday's trip, no pros. The one thing he can guarantee in the turf sprint, they've got a couple in there that got some amazing reports, and you're gonna get a bomb. Yeah. And uh, to find out what they like, what they saw, you got to buy the product for Saturday. Very nice. I like. I like the uh, the plug. Andrew, do we have enough time to maybe talk about who we like on Saturday? Maybe one or two races that you like? Yeah, give us some plays. Get The audience is thirsty for this Breeders' Cup knowledge. There's not enough podcasts out there about it. Let's give them some more. Your mom's thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> High five, Ryan. High five. <laughs> Mom goes to college. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, she flunked out. But yeah. Oh, well, she said she was going to college. She said she needed to pay for it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, listen, Philly and Mare Sprint, race number four on Saturday. It's the first Breeders' Cup race on Saturday. Pace galore. Gamine, tough to beat at seven furlongs. And I think she's going to get beat, but I think it's going to be because of an epic pace meltdown. Serengeti Empress is going to go. Gamine's going to go with her. Some other horses are going to go with him, which sets up perfectly for two horses. Number five, Sconson should be coming from behind with James Grand uh, for Greg Foley. But friend of the show and friend to all, CJ Johnson has number eight, Sally's Curlin. This race sets up perfectly from her she can't sit as far back as she has in the past if she's today somewhere near the second tier of sprinters in this race going seven furlongs sally's curlin has so much value i will be rooting for her both in spirits and in heart and in cash i heard gamine had a little bit of a cough possible cold uh coming into this i i don't know how much that's confirmed she's, yeah she's, she's robidocin <laughs> oh yeah she's taking some cough syrup yeah <laughs> i i actually allegedly 
it, I really like Serengeti Empress in here. I know that it's going to be hot, but man, if she loses, it's going to be by that nose. Oh, man. I don't know. I like her a lot. Serengeti Empress is my play in here. Very, very good. Um, is there any horse that you like in any of these Saturday races that you just absolutely love? Um, I really like Tom's Day Todd, but I feel like everybody's on him, so I'm starting to like him less. I do kind of like Tacitus to get into the into the money in that race. I think he's going to get completely ignored, and I think he can easily pick up some of the pieces to get second or third in that race and blow it up a little bit because everybody's going to be playing the Bafferts and Tis of the Law. And I just think that, um, you know, as far as win plays, I like Tom's Etat, kind of like by my standards. And then I like Tacitus underneath them. So some bombers in the classic from me. I like uh, Holiday to get in the money in the Breeders' Cup mile. I like um, that one too. And I... You know, I'm. I know I'm joining a large crowd with this. I I really like Monomoy Girl uh, over Swiss Skydiver. I think Swiss Skydiver shot her shot uh, in the Preakness, and you're going to see more of a Kentucky Oaks type performance than you will uh, the Preakness performance. Um, Al, I 100% agree with you there. Um, she ran perfectly to win. The Preakness, it's been a long year of very big efforts from her. I don't know how many more she can go to before she gets a, a little break. So Monomoy Girl, single all the way. Uh, Philly and Mare Turf. I keep uh, – if Cayenne Pepper didn't draw just outside of the Learjet, uh, I'd be really interested. I, I really would be. And what's crazy is, to me is on the time form uh, pace projector in this one, rushing fall is the clear lead. Uh, and Mean Mary's just hanging back. Uh, I, I don't know about that one, but I kind of I lean towards rushing fall a little bit. And uh, I think Sister Charlie is, you know, the fastball is a little bit slower. And uh, I think Rushing Fall is just coming into this so good. So I think Rushing Fall gets that second Breeders' Cup win. I love Mean Mary. Not not necessarily in this race, but I just think she's an awesome horse. I, I love how she's run. I love that she's proven Al wrong in previous podcasts when he was against her. I knew a Mean Mary in real life, my first girlfriend's <laughs> sister. Oh, 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 yeah. So love, love Mean Mary the horse. I think she's cool, but... Uh, we'll see how she does. I have one more. This is my final one. Race number six on Saturday, the dirt, the big ass fan dirt mile. Number eight, Pirates Punch, 20 to one on the morning line. Uh, I'll take him all day long. He is peaking at the right time. He's at the end of his four-year-old year. He is a gelding. Shanghai Bobby. This is right in his wheelhouse. This is my biggest play on Saturday pirates punch 21. I, I love that horse too. And I, I think I like the connections. They're so proud of him. So uh, I think it's a cool story and cool horse there as well. Anything else before we wrap it up? 
Nevada better fucking cover. Oh, God. <laughs> and I think it's time to end it. So thank you so much to <laughs> Al the Drunky Boy, to Ryan Dickey for all the insider action. And uh, we will catch you guys very soon. We'll get back to action. Our- <laughs> action. <laughs> we'll get back to doing our Around the Horn with a host once people's schedules get a little bit more freed up, once we get back into looking at next year's Kentucky Derby, you never know when it's going to be, but Hey, um, you know, it's 2020, everything's a toss up from here. So uh, we'll catch you guys later. And thanks so much.